Welcome to the Backyard Cyclist, the podcast for suburban cycling mixed with advice and observations from a cycling enthusiast. Whether you're a newcomer to cycling or have been riding a bike for a while, there are times when you'll need to fix or adjust something while you're out riding around. Being prepared is always a good thing, but what kind of tools do you need to take with you? While I'm out on a training ride, I usually take enough things that will at least help me get to a place where I can safely fix the problem. And that includes some things that you might not have thought of. In this episode, we'll look at everyday carry, or EDC, or ERC if you're a cycling nerd like me. Hey there, I'm Brian, your Backyard Cyclist. I've loved riding a bike since forever. For me, riding a bike isn't just about pushing the pedals around, it's also about knowing how the bike works and how to know when something's not working right. This, at the very least, will allow me to explain what's wrong to someone who can fix it if I can. But still, knowing how to change a tire is still a skill I would advise anyone to have. Let's take a look at what you might need at different levels of cycling, just so you're not caught out. This will be the minimum necessary in general, but I'll also throw in some nice-to-haves, which can make life on the road a little easier. Now, I'm not one to stir up controversy, but for me, a helmet is always a necessity. In New Jersey, bicycle helmets are required on riders 17 years of age and younger. Once you become an adult, it's your decision if you want to wear a helmet or not. I will always side with the wearing of a helmet for my own personal safety reasons, and I really don't care to debate about it. I want my head protected in the event something does happen. For just everyday riding and getting around, you really don't need much. Reflectors are a must, and most towns will have some kind of requirement for a bell or other noise-making device. You can find bells and horns online or in stores, just be sure that they're loud enough for people on the road to hear. Bike trails and paths are generally quiet enough that they will be heard. On the road can be a little harder to hear a soft bell. Conversely, you can always opt for digital bells or horns, which give you some other sounds like a siren, different horn sounds, or even some space-age sounds. These are important to let pedestrians or runners know that you're approaching. Enthusiasts and serious cyclists mostly opt for yelling on your left or passing on the left, as bells or horns on a road bike aren't quote-unquote visually appealing to the overall look of the bike. I don't use anything but my voice on my road bike, but my project bike and all other bikes I have have some kind of noisemaker. And that's really all you need to get riding. But there are also some nice-to-haves that will make recreational cycling a little easier. First off, front and back lights give other road users a better chance at noticing you. During the day, it may not be that noticeable, but if you're a rider near dusk or at night, you really need them. I ride with lights all the time, blinking during the day in a steady headlight when it gets darker out. I have USB rechargeable lights from Amazon that have been working great for the last few years. Having a small repair kit and or a multi-tool are also good things to have, but they aren't entirely necessary. You can get a small puncture repair kit that will help fix a flat relatively quickly, and a multi-tool or a small wrench to help you remove your wheels if needed, or to fix other issues you may encounter. Of course, having a cell phone and someone that can pick you and your bike up is always a great thing to have. I've had to use this method more than a few times.
moving up to cycling enthusiasts, a bit more is needed on the road to keep you safe and comfortable. If you fall into this category, chances are you already know how to fix minor issues and flats. So with that, we'll focus on more necessities than with the recreational cycling. As with recreational, reflectors and or lights are a necessity. Noisemaker can be added at your whim. Add to your must-haves a patch kit and a multi-tool, a mirror if you need it, and at least one water bottle and cage, and some money. Enthusiasts can be known to go for longish rides where you may need to stop at a convenience store, so money will be handy. An under-the-seat bag to hold this is recommended, but if you can fit this in your jersey pockets comfortably, all the better. Adding to the extras and nice-to-haves list for the enthusiast will give you a peace of mind that you won't be left out in the middle of nowhere, dying of thirst, and a bike in pieces because of all the mechanicals you got. I jest, but these do feel like an insurance package if you have them. First would be to carry a spare tube in your saddlebag. It's a lot easier to swap out a punctured tube and get back on the road than to sit there and wait for the patch glue to dry, unless you have glueless patches, but you still have to find the hole and patch it. Carrying a spare tube lets you worry about patching after you get home. Another nice thing to have is either a small frame or hand pump or a CO2 inflator. The CO2 inflator, again fairly cheap online, will help you fill your tire up quickly and get you back on the road. The frame or hand pump will take some time too, but in the end you'll have a full tire. I carry both just in case I get two flats on a ride. I could use the hand pump instead of calling for a ride home. Some of the niceties are pretty self-explanatory. A second water bottle and cage, a small first aid kit with band-aids and cream, some sunscreen for longer rides and don't forget to reapply, and some extra nutrition like energy or granola bars or gels. Getting into the more serious side of cycling, whether for your own personal fitness or if you're training for a specific event, there are a few more things you can carry with you while you ride. To start, you'll want to have all of the items the enthusiast carries, including the niceties, as your mandatory ERC, or every ride carry. This is at a minimum, as training rides are usually much longer rides with a challenging terrain. With the longer rides, having extra nutrition and energy or electrolyte things with you will help you stave off bonking and cramping, which can be a game killer if you're far from home. I once sat on the side of a country lane in the farmlands of eastern Pennsylvania, racked with cramps because I didn't have the right nutrition. Although many big events will have roving sag at support and gear to help you out on the road, you aren't so lucky on training rides. Having a second tube or two or three CO2 canisters will help you get back on the road quickly. You may also want to carry a tire boot, which is a piece of plastic that can cover a hole in the tire itself, not the tube. Or you can use a gel or bar wrapper, or even a dollar bill for that. And speaking of money, it's always good to have some spare cash on hand, because sometimes your card won't help. Credit machines can go down, or you might want to tip somebody who helped you out in a pinch. Either way, a 5 or a 10 hidden on your bike can come in very handy. As an enthusiast, I tend to carry most of what the enthusiast carries, even the niceties, because I'm just more comfortable that way. As I said, I have lights that can blink and I run them all the time. I have a small mirror mounted on my glasses so I can see behind me. Time hasn't been very good to me and arthritis has been building up on my neck and back for years. In my saddlebag, I carry an extra tube, tire levers to help get the tire off, glueless patches, a tire boot, 
a CO2 bottle with inflator, and Dunkin' in Starbucks gift cards with some cash. I have a small frame pump attached to my seat tube, two water bottle cages, a small top tube bag for my phone, wallet, tools, energy bars, and spare batteries for my cameras. In my pockets, I carry a pocket knife, a small first aid kit, sunscreen, and a tube that contains some zip ties, extra screws, an extra master link for my chain, and a small clip of wire to hold the chain ends together. There's a video on my YouTube channel detailing all of this. You should check it out. All of these are always on my bike anyway, and I can switch things over to my town bike if I need to. And for safety's sake, I have a rear-facing camera, a forward-facing camera on my stem, and another camera on my helmet for a first-person perspective. Taking all of this into consideration, you may think you need to take your whole toolbox with you, but you really only need the minimum necessary that you're comfortable with. A lot of bike shops and cycling advocacy groups have a learn to fix a flat class that are great for newer cyclists, and I encourage you to learn more. And by no means is this a required list of items to have. They're what I would recommend, but remember to plan for where you will be or what kind of cycling you'll be doing. Going to the shops, you probably don't need much. Short training rides close to home? Again, prepare ahead of time so you carry what you'll need. It's not rocket science, just common sense. If in doubt, take it with you. Well, that's all I have for you today. I thank you again for your time, and I hope I shared some good advice with you. Next time, we'll discuss some things you might encounter on the road and how you can fix them easily. If you wish to help me in my fundraising for the JDRF, you can follow the link in the description below to make a donation. I appreciate any amount you can afford, and remember, we can't make it to the finish line without you.